Hello and welcome. This is the third episode of the Bits vs. Byte podcast. My name is Armin Grich and I'll be your host today. And with me is Sander Bell from Beter Dichtbij. He has a company that is creating an app for people to um, connect with their doctor through an app. Um, welcome. Thanks. Uh, what I would like to do uh, is to start off with uh, a question about uh, you and what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so could you tell the listeners a little bit uh, about what you do at Beter Dichtbij? Well, in general, Beter Dichtbij is a digital service to, to enhance the, uh, the care people get, uh, get uh, when visiting their doctor. Um, usually when you're a consumer, you're used to booking a flight or booking a hotel or booking a, a restaurant. And when you get into care, all things start to get really difficult. You can't get a hold of your doctor. You can't reach your nurse. So Betty aims to provide service for patients to okay. get easy access to their, to their caregivers. Okay. And how did you start off? We started off officially last January, January 1st. Betty was founded. Uh, we've been doing this in uh, pilot since October t- 2016. Um, we started off with uh, Godfried Bogarts and myself uh, trying to find a way to make care more easy. Okay. So when you're in, um, in, a, in a hospital and you talk to your doctor and he's telling you you get your lab results next week, uh, you get uh, a call or you can come by, but both is quite inefficient. Because you, or you have to take time off to get to the hospital, mm-hmm. or you have to wait for his call. And somehow, in life outside care, it's easy to connect to people. You can connect to people on Facebook, you can connect to people on WhatsApp. But somehow, when you get into care, it's all becoming increasingly difficult. Yeah. So we decided to create a service where people can uh, get in touch with their caregiver and use, in this case, the Beter Bij app to uh, make contact. Okay. So we kind of worked on that idea. Uh, together with the SAZ, Samenwerking Algemene Ziekenhuizen. It's um, uh, a corporation of 28 hospitals in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. uh, regional hospitals, firmly based in the local uh, municipality. They're uh, 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 good relationship with general practitioners, like uh, in Dirksland, Delfzijl, uh, uh, Amsterdam Noord. Yeah. And those, in this case, 28 hospitals decided they wanted to join us, and together we created Beter Dichtbij. Okay. So we started with four hospitals, uh, with several doctors, and uh, now there are 12 hospitals with even more doctors and uh, several general, general practitioners' offices. Okay, cool. And um, how, how do people use your app? So, for example, you, you're a patient. What, what can you do with your app at the, at the moment? Well, in, in the basic, uh, you can only communi- communicate. Okay. So we started with communication. Uh, when you're in a doctor's office, the doctor can invite you to download the app, to onboard, and to ask questions, uh, send pictures, uh, get results. So it's it's in, basically it's a WhatsApp for healthcare. Okay. Secure, safe, easy. Um, that's the first step. So we started with communication to make it easy for people to use the app. Next step, we will be probably uh, uh, including uh, video chat, maybe later even wearables and stuff. Okay. But instead of building the, the end solution, we started with a small steps. Yeah. And the first small step was communication. Yeah. So we were essentially creating kind of a minimal viable product, right? Yeah. 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 I, I think that's a good, uh, good way to go, of course, with every uh, kind of application, just to start out with something really small and then build it out to something really big. Um, so when we look at the uh, patient doctor communication, 
why would someone pick your option or beter dicht bij in this case over just calling the doctor? Because I, I can imagine a lot of people are uh, when they are talking to the doctor, they're not like, okay, let's just <laughs> start a chat and then uh, send them uh, send them some messages. Uh, they would like to speak to someone in person. Uh, why would they pick the chat over uh, over the phone? Because um, the, the 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 speaking in person part is the big problem in healthcare. Okay. To, to speak in person, you have to make time. The doctor has to make time. You have to be at the same, pl- at the same place. Mm. So the doctor has to be working when you are f- available yeah. or vice versa. You uh, can uh, come to the hospital when the doctor's working. Mm. Uh, you have to take time off. So meeting in person is, is in healthcare generally a good idea, but not always needed. Mm. Uh, uh, it's also possible to use the telephone. But when you use the telephone, when you're calling the doctor, he or her has to do something with that call immediately at that moment. Or if the doctor's calling you, you have to do something with the call. You have to take it. You have to find a quiet spot on your work. You have to get your notebook out to make remarks about what the doctor's saying. And at the end of the day, that uh, uh, kind of agenda part when you have to be available and the doctor has to be available or the nurse or the general practitioner, that's the hardest part because we're all busy. Uh, Using beter dichtbij, the, the doctor can provide you with answers or you can ask questions. Uh, without having to see each other or having to be available at both ends. Yeah. So he can or she can email you a text or app you a text result uh, or a lab result or a picture about uh, well whatever, and you can look at it when you see fit. Yeah, yeah. Or vice versa, you can ask a question on Sunday night about your appointment next week, and the doctor can answer next morning or the day after. Yeah. So we're kind of, kind of taking the time and place piece apart to make it more easy to have a connection and contact and a relationship without having the hassle of being at the same place at the same time. Yeah, because that time, time is really scarce, right? Yeah, uh, both the... with you and in the hospital yeah, or yeah. general practitioner. Yeah, yeah, because um, when I when I want to talk to my doctor, uh, <laughs> normally we've, we've talked about this a little bit before we started the podcast. Normally when I, um, there's something just a little bit wrong with me, I'll, uh, I'm kind of hesitant to go to the doctor, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I would rather just send someone a message, okay, this is what's wrong with me, I'm yeah. feeling like this and this and this. Yeah. Uh, could you tell me what's wrong with me? Uh, is that something that you are also thinking about? So it's uh, n- you're talking about hospitals now, but are you also thinking about maybe uh, doctors that are like your uh, house doctor or yeah. whatever? Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. When, you, when you're in, a, in an office with a doctor or a nurse or a caregiver, you get provided with a lot of information. Mm. It all goes in one year and out the other year. Mm. By the time you reach your car to go home again, about 20 or 30% of what you've just been told, you've forgotten. Yeah. When you're home and somebody asks you, what did the doctor say? The chances that you get what the doctor said correct are, well, minimal. Yeah. yeah. Um, so beter dichtbij is the ideal way to, if needed, uh, provide you with information or answer your question in a way that you can also read uh, read it after what the doctor say. You can uh, you can pick your app, log in, and see. Oh, uh, I've been uh, my results are X or, or this or that, which means that uh, I have to do uh, uh, exercise or less exercise and stuff. So beter dichtbij makes it easier to to uh, really um, uh, really get that information and read it again. Um, Say you've been to the doctor, you walk out and you thought, think, oh, I forgot to ask this question or that question. Right now, you can call them again, try to get through. You probably won't. 
But there's no way to ask that question. When you use the beta Bij app and you're at home and you're, let's say, you have cancer and you're a really complex treatment process yeah. and you just heard a lot of information and six different medicines and all different side effects and stuff and you're in your car going home and thinking, I forgot they asked to ask uh, the question about some medicine. Some medicine. Yeah. Beter Gebaie provides you with means to just app the doctor, say, I've just been seeing you. You've told me a lot of great stuff and interesting stuff, but I forgot... Can I still ride my bike? Yeah. yeah. So Beta Bay makes it easier for you to, to, to make contact again and ask that for that information. Okay, cool. And um, looking at, uh, there are a lot of websites going around, right? Because uh, normally what people would do is, uh, okay, I'm feeling like this and this and this, and I'm going to just search for that on Google and get some kind of website that's going to tell me I have all kinds of freaky diseases but uh, maybe it's even it's not even close to the yeah. that's what 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 they're uh, saying there on that website um what, what do you think uh that will do to your app use because i think it will probably uh increase your app use because it will be easier for people to ask their uh, their doctor than to go to their to that website right yeah but you can only ask your doctor when you've been invited so yeah. you're probably okay. in some sort of process already yeah yeah um, a lot of people when they hear a certain disease they'll go home fire up google see the the most difficult diseases and <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah. you're like almost dead or not nearly dead and stuff yeah. um is is um positioned after that period so okay you're, you're going home so you've already been to the doctor you've been to the doctor yeah. you're you're he's seen you or she's yeah. seen you there's something wrong probably okay or there's nothing wrong and you're still worried mm. uh what we did do is try to integrate both communication and information by using thuisarts thuisarts okay. is the biggest uh, healthcare website in the netherlands okay it's founded by the uh, the, the general practitioners uh, uh association the nhg yeah and they've kind of combined all information and all leaflets and stuff on one platform, thuisarts.nl. And we found that people are sharing thuisarts information over Beter Dichtbij. Okay. So we decided to incorporate that in our platform. Okay. So now if the doctor seen you and he's thinking that it might be relevant for you to have a website or a link to a website in your Beter Dichtbij app, he can easily add it. Okay. But still, there will probably be people going home and searching for searching results. for themselves, and hopefully finding the right results. Um, but also, apart from Beter Dichtbij, Google is doing a very good job by trying to figure out what's trustworthy information, what's not. So, yeah, yeah. But still, if you had a headache, you could find anything from being knocked in the head to having a brain tumor the size of a tennis ball. Yeah. We were not going to change that. What we're trying to change is bringing the information the doctor has straight to your mobile phone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's it's uh, it's more like a, in in normal business terms you have after sales this is kind of an after uh, you you had your treatment or <laughs> this uh, is the this is the you've been thought you've been to the doctor's office after sales yeah yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. and making it the easiest way possible by looking like someone something everything's everybody's able to do app okay. using whatsapp okay uh, yeah and, and i think that's that's interesting but uh Looking at what you guys see as uh, the patient-doctor relations, where where do you see that going? Will it go more online, or are we still going to keep an offline part? Because you are you have the online part after the offline yeah, part, right? Yeah. 
yeah what, what do you what do you think that that the next step would be after uh, what you guys are doing because it will will it uh will it decrease the offline part in the, in that sense um where where needed or possible it can de- decrease the offline part yeah um let's say if you're in a in a in a treatment process with 10 times 10 visits to the doctor maybe we can take away two yeah but still the 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 offline relation the real relation with the doctor a nurse or a general practitioner the ones you shake hands with it looks you in the eye looks how you feel how you look how your energy looks that that part will be the most valuable part of healthcare and yeah. it will stay that way what we are trying to do is there where needed it will be to provide easy. different means of, of communication mm. but still the fact that you're in an office and the doctor can look you in the eye and think that guy tells me he's feeling healthy yeah but i can see he's not we're not gonna take that away ever. yeah 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 and you were talking about uh because you you started the the minimal viable product or uh, mvp uh, and you were talking about video calling um I, I was wondering about that because um you were trying to make uh some more time for the mm-hmm. the, the doctor uh where does the video calling come in? Does it come in when you say, okay, I have an appointment now with the doctor and then I'm going to video call them? No, or? no, no. There a lot of, a lot of companies are trying that part. Yeah. But what we're doing there is trying to rebuild the current situation digitally. Okay. That's like weird. Yeah. Because you get a video, uh, video chat uh, uh, possibility and you enter your video chat application and you end up in a waiting room. A virtual waiting room. Yeah, but people don't like waiting rooms. Yeah, I waiting hate. I hate. <laughs> I hate. I hate <laughs> waiting. <laughs> waiting in a room, like nobody wants to wait in a room. No. What we're trying to do is, if we are going to offer video chat, it's uh, the other way around. Okay, we've got nurses saying uh, we've got. Uh, uh, I have a mother with a baby, and the baby's crying, and the mother doesn't know if it's the right cry or the wrong cry. Now, using an app, it's kind of hard to transfer the cry yeah. to the nurse. You could record it. You but could record it, but still. So if you're going to offer video chat, the okay. nurse at that point can uh, video chat, video call that patient okay. immediately and trying to look along. So yeah. Let me see the baby. Mm. So the, we're, if we're offering video chat, it's the other way around. It's not you as a patient waiting in a room for your doctor to be ready to video chat. No, okay. it's the doctor thinking... I have to tele- have to take a look at them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you're having that conversation with your doctor, um, the, for example, if I'm talking to to if I'm in that kind of chat, uh, do I see if it's a nurse yeah. or a doctor? Yeah, yeah. 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 So how how do you differentiate that? Just by putting the name or yeah, by putting a name and a little avatar with a picture or a, okay, or, so you, or a okay. logo. Yeah. So usually you uh, let's say in uh, in uh, in Deutschland you ask a question and you get an answer generally from the assistant. Okay. If you ask uh, uh, about your appointment being Tuesday or Thursday, that's not the doctor who's going to answer. Mm. It's going to be the assistant saying, no, it's Thursday at 12.15. But let's say you have a really weird spot on your leg and you send a picture. The, the, the assistant is looking at your question, will transfer it to the doctor, and you'll see that the doctor is the one who's answering your chat. Uh, the doctor will answer your chat call you in or say that it's nothing and just had a bad fall. Um, and then it's being transferred back to the assistant. Okay. So okay. just like you're calling normally, you don't get the doctor immediately. No, you're no, getting you secretary get the assistant. Yeah, yeah. Or the assistant. So yeah. they're, they're, they're doing like a little triage. If it's really medical or more operational or logistic, 
Okay. Uh, so and you can see in the app who's answering. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, there is some kind of transfer, of course. I yeah. mean, uh, if if it's something serious, they will obviously say, "Okay, uh, doctor, could you have a look at this?" Yeah. And uh, if it's really serious, they probably say, uh, "Come in. Find well <laughs> the app, but come in. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make yeah. you an appointment next Tuesday." Yeah. And um, uh, looking at. Uh, there's been a lot of talks about privacy lately uh, with uh, everything that was going on with Facebook and stuff like that. Um, wh- how do you... Wh- the the question here is, uh, how do you guys uh, treat these kind of uh, things like data and privacy? Uh, how, how do you how do you view that? Because medical, uh, yeah, medical data and things about your health are... Uh, really really personal uh, uh, is really personal info and i'm i'm wondering how how you guys keep your data safe um well in first we have to keep our data safe because we've been founded by 28 hospitals yeah so we have like a a holy duty to be the absolute best in security yeah um uh, usually the 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 hospitals who are using by are telling us how long to keep the records, uh, how to destroy them afterwards, or, or the sort of hospitals are telling us what to do with our data. And we've been cur- currently hosting it just around the corner here in Capella. Okay. So in the Netherlands, it's all secure, safe. We've got people uh, trying to penetrate our systems. Well, we are asking them to do that. So yeah. we got, we're doing pen tests. Uh, we're doing audits on the process on both the app, the connection to the app, the back end. So we're, we're, we're trying to... Uh, test the system constantly if we're doing the right thing. Yeah. Still, on the other hand, the patient on the outside, he doesn't mind. He doesn't care. Because when he's offered beta dichtbij by his uh, by his caregiver, the patient assumes it's safe. Yeah. Period. So on the patient side, on the user side, there's nobody, almost nobody, asking us if it's safe. Because they're like, that's 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 normal. Yeah. There's nobody calling the ING of the ING. Yeah. Or the Rabobank yeah. asking if their app's safe. Yeah, it's a banking the, the, app, so it should be safe. Exactly. Yeah. So we're trying to uh, uh, be safe and, to, and and tell people about it, um, and also trying to uh, increase the the um, the user friendliness of the app. And there, it's kind of tricky to always be, keep it secure. Keep it secure and be easy. Yeah. And simple and secure. Well, that's like most days work to. To have the balance between those two. Yeah, because how how do people how does uh, someone sign up for for the app? You're in the doctor's office um, or in the nurse's office, and they ask you if you want to use Beta Dichtbij. Okay. They fill in a small form, which can be exported from their uh, uh, from their system, or can be entered in our system. Uh, you get a, a, a specific code, uh, eight characters. Mm-hmm. You can download the Beta Dichtbij app, and you can onboard using your code. Uh, entering your email address, we are checking your mobile number, having a, a second, uh, uh, like a, an SMS code to uh, to verify it's you. Mm-hmm. And then we're uh, linking the device and the account to the app yeah. so that you're uh, you're able to log in after the onboarding with the PIN code. Yeah, so we, you're, you're already implementing two-factor authentication yeah. in that way, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah because, <laughs> I mean, that's really, it's really basic security, but uh, in the sense that uh, everybody should do it. Yeah. Um, 
So that that's one of the things that you you guys. Uh, and if we're increasing like the function, if you're adding more functionals of more more uh, more functions, yeah, maybe integrating with the uh, with the uh, hospital systems or uh, adding uh, information about your medical record, we'll probably have to upgrade the security. And somehow there will be a step two where you have to enter DigiDay or yeah, Model yeah. Connect or well, we're not yeah. sure about that yet. Yeah, yeah for the listeners, DigiDay is kind of the the. Yeah, the government ID yeah. for yeah. Uh, for the Netherlands, um, and it's uh, they say it's secure, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and again, and simple and secure and friendly. Yeah, it's well, really hard. Yeah. It's yeah. really hard. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, looking at uh, things like uh, chatbots and stuff like that, because you have a chat, uh, are, are you looking at deploying that or doing that as a next step? Uh, so it becomes even less of a hassle for the doctor or the the assistant to uh to help someone yeah if you if you ask um, a hospital if they would like to incorporate chatbots in uh, most of them will probably say no because it sounds like scary and <laughs> yeah, bots it's really in new. healthcare yeah. is really new but if you ask um let's say um someone who's at the service desk in the hospital when you enter the reception the reception reception desk um, you can use Betrichbij to ask them questions as well about visiting times, um, uh, opening times, uh, Wi-Fi, uh, restaurant, etc., yeah. etc. Usually, when they've uh, they answered two questions like that, they're the first to ask. Well, the question about parking. Why do we have to answer it? Because it's like a, a, a yeah. question we've always been asked, and there's a standard and a standard answer for it. Yeah. So after a week or two, the reception desk is generally the one starting about automatic answers which is uh, kind of like a chatbot mm. um, so there we will probably be incorporating chatbots but the problem is we have to learn how good they are at emotion because a lot of healthcare is about emotion mm. and that's kind of tricky uh, when does the chatbot stop and the start the nurse start yeah yeah and yeah. i know it's it's way easier probably when you book a ticket but asking about some sort of a test result uh, and then being answered by chatbot I don't know yet. Yeah, because not now, but in the near future, uh, really, there's a lot of possibilities. Yeah, and nobody's going to put a, a smiley face to, to so for you to know if it's uh, if they are feeling bad or whatever. So no, they're using smiley faces. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> and and uh, uh, the for people in the hospital, uh, yeah, we really have to get used to it. <laughs> yeah. But there's a yeah, we have to find out when such a chatbot or how a chatbot can enter that 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 realm. conversation yeah. and where it's relevant. Yeah. And, and, and in the end, we're also trying to learn from conversation and trying to figure out if we can add some sort of a, uh, um, a level of emotion. If we can see uh, that a conversation is having a high emotion, uh, we're trying to find out how to notify the caregiver in his list of conversations to, to say, well, this conversation with this specific pl- uh, patient uh, contains high emotion characters, words, yeah. so that the caregiver knows or the doctor knows, okay, this is the one I really have to be careful about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there machine learning and, and algorithms can really take a, well, a prominent place. Yeah, yeah. And um, looking at the, the general uh, health sector, because I, I've worked a little bit in the health sector, health sector and I've noticed something that um, technologically they're really behind on other sectors, mm-hmm. uh, how do you look at that? Because there, there is some reason why you already always uh, where you started this uh, app as well, right? Yeah. Uh, that there is some level of uh, showing that technology can really help a sector, even if the sector is really conservative, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah but still, uh, agreed. Healthcare is catching up, uh, but healthcare still thinks it's uh, more different than other sectors than they actually are. Yeah, because in banking, in in air, in flying, uh, everybody's looking to to make the best of their investments in in uh, automation in digital uh, transformation and that's no different for healthcare mm. it's just difficult because it's uh, uh it's about people it's really personal it's yeah. really personal and a lot of people are always making the equation like uh healthcare what why where's the new uber in healthcare or where's the yeah, new yeah, booking yeah. in but uh, having a treatment is not like booking a cab no it's not no there's there's more emotion there's more personal feeling more relationship uh, uh, in, at stake at, at the, uh, healthcare than it is at booking a cab mm. so uh, healthcare is behind catching up but it's difficult to to make the right steps and the hospitals are worrying because they have other uh, worries as well uh, uh, to to uh, to maintain a healthy business to, to uh, find people to find people to invest in the right well, the right uh, uh, solutions. So they're catching up, but it's difficult. Yeah. We'll get there. It, it is, in a sense, uh, a little bit like the banking world, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, that's that's something that I that I noticed is that there are still, uh, there's still a lot to, to um, there's still a lot to improve there. Uh, would you say that, uh, what, what would you say in, in the sense of, um, how much time has to go past to uh, get to the next phase in the in the technological leap? Because um, you're pretty much uh, at the at the start of a, yeah. a big technological change, right? How, how much time do you think it will take to to get it a little bit uh, less 1980 <laughs> and more 2020? <laughs> well, probably be around the two, 2020, yeah. somewhat. Yeah. Um, uh, the government's making a lot of pressure to have people own their own data, which mm. is a big step. Yeah. Uh, next step is you can you can do with your data whatever you like. Yeah. That'll be an even bigger step. Yeah. In the meantime, hospitals will be trying to find out what their use is in the future. Will you be doing everything at the hospital or will you uh, be uh, doing specific treatments or don't do specific treatments? So what's your, what's your role? Um, probably 2020, 2025, you'll see catching up. But yeah. then for us, 2025, that's like a million light years away. Yeah, yeah. In, uh, in, in and technology in, in, in general, it's a, yeah, a yeah. long time away. Yeah. yeah, like 10 years ago, Facebook just emerged yeah yeah and now we're talking about seven eight nine ten years ahead so yeah. i don't know it's probably they'll be behind uh forever but that's because they have to really evaluate technology it. and really think it through before they adapt it yeah yeah and things like gdpr uh, affected you uh, as well right uh, in a in a big way i think uh, no not really no 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 um why is that GDPR didn't really affect Beta Dichtbij no. because we're uh, uh, we just got started, so we're just we were. It's, it was easy for us to adapt where needed the procedures to GDPR. Uh, GDPR is all about privacy. Beta Dichtbij is all about privacy. Yeah. So okay. it would be really weird if we had to do a lot of work to get to get <laughs> yeah. GDPR approved. Yeah. Uh, we did do a lot of work, but but that was more in the way uh, how we told people we were. Uh, doing yeah. GDPR, yeah, 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 and um, yeah. So it's it's funny to hear that, uh, of course, that that it's important to have that that data safe. Uh, but uh, you're you're a very young company. Uh, but I would really like to ask you the question: um, 
when you were starting well in starting this whole company mm -hmm. what, what were you most proud of actually uh, up until now because it's it's been i think a half a year right? yeah well, a little more January. than half a year yeah uh well uh, three things at first what i'm really proud of is that 28 hospitals decided to come together and found beter dichtbij okay uh, i was a co-founder as well and my uh, colleague Godfried Bogarts was as well but the fact that 28 hospitals kind of came together and found it beter dichtbij that's a big step yeah it's not not uh, everybody uh, threw away the not invented here syndrome and started together which was in healthcare really special yeah um we started in January 1st and we found a lot of great people working for us not only the people who actually work at beter dichtbij but also our project managers in the different hospitals we have 12 hospitals doing Beter Dichtbij now, and we, we could not be running those hospitals if it weren't for the local project managers. Yeah. So we got a really great bunch of guys and girls really eager to change healthcare mm -hmm. um, and starting with Beter Dichtbij. Yeah, because they're implementing it they're, in the high school, yeah, hospital. Yeah, we're helping them, but I wouldn't be anywhere as far in Dirksland if it wasn't for the local project manager in Dirksland. Uh, they're, they're mostly people working at that hospital and helping us change procedures, protocols, embedding, implementing, etc. And the third part that really kind of surprised me is that we're now halfway, half a year away and there are like 10,000 people using our app. Yeah, and half, crazy. Four months ago, it was 5,000 people. <laughs> so we're actually making a difference. Yeah. And there are actually 10,000 people using our app to communicate with their, their doctor or mm. their nurse, asking questions, sending photos, getting results. So that's that's really cool. That's yeah. the part I'm most proud of. Yeah, because it, you're actually changing a sector, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the We're big actually thing. doing it. Yeah we, yeah, we we thought about it. We wrote about it. We we tried to build it, and yeah. now we're doing it. And how how are how are people responding to it? So the the patients in this case, and the doctors, of course. But how, patients how are, are all really enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah. Because you can ask your doc doctor questions whenever you want. Yeah. If needed, you don't have to come to the hospital, but you can read your uh, result or your uh, or the, his message on your phone wherever you are. So patients are delighted, and still, if needed, there's a place for them in the hospital. So they're more than welcome. Doctors are happy as well because with Beter Dichtbij and using it as a kind of app service, you can send the patient a message whenever you want, and you yeah. can answer the message whenever you want. So you're kind of more in charge of your own work. So. Doct doctors are happy, nurses are happy, patients are happy, and uh, and they, we see if you get really like uh, a big big volume, a lot of people using it, there are less phone calls, mm. less phone calls from patients, less phone calls to patients. You don't have to wait for your call to be returned. You don't have to wait for the doctor to call, and the doctor doesn't have to try and call twenty people when he thought he was going home at the end of the day. And you have a paper trail, right? And you have a paper trail. Yeah, that's that's something else that I was just thinking about. That um, it, there is no more discussion about what someone uh, no. said to you, right? No. Yeah. So. Um, I would like to wrap it up there because I think it's nice to hear that everybody is happy about uh, using your app. Um, I would like to thank you for your time and for being here. Um, you can uh, follow uh, Bits vs. Bytes on bitsvsbytes.com. Uh, also, check out uh, Bits vs. Bytes on Instagram, Twitter, and on SoundCloud. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, and until next time.